Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. But first, let's have a look at the main business stories in the newspapers and websites, which we will do this morning in the illustrious company of the independent economist Austin Hughes, an all-round nice guy. Good morning, Austin. Good morning, Joe. How Austin, are you? Austin, are you by any chance going to the American football this weekend? No, I, I think I'll be stuck watching uh, TV uh, uh, now, both the Ireland rugby game and because I'm of a certain age, I'll also be Mid-30s. following the fortunes. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Joe. That's that's why I get up this early to do this program. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I'll be watching West Ham because I'm a long-suffering fan there. So uh, I'll be making myself miserable over the weekend, probably watching uh, football results. Right, but such is life. Such is life. Um, the delectations that were the, the stuff that we put ourselves through for the sport that we like or even don't like. Uh, can we start with the newspapers, please, Austin? I see Michael Brennan in the Business Post uh, as a story about IT jobs. Yeah, um, the the stories in the papers today are, are really set perfectly for a two-handed economist because uh, this story comes with a warning from the Minister for Finance of very severe implications for the public finances and obviously for the broader Irish economy if there's a serious downturn in IT jobs. Um, and it warns that there's 173,000 jobs in the sector and it accounts for 10% of our income tax and 35% of our corporation tax. Uh, this comes from the Department of Finance's annual uh, report on taxation. Uh, and, you know, lest people get too gloomy, uh, I think part of the purpose of this report is to try and counter expectations of a really extraordinary Santa Claus budget in a couple of months' time. Yeah. Because the report also suggests that, you know, uh, that we are getting in a lot of taxes at the moment. The issue is whether that they are going to continue to flow in at the rate they are in the years ahead. So uh, the the reporter, in, in Michael Brennan, warns in, in the article that uh, the, the sector is highly profitable but right-sizing globally. Now, he does mention that... Um, that there is continued growth in the sector in Ireland in spite of the very high-profile layoffs. So it, it is a case of uh, things are very good. How do we manage them and not overspend at the moment? Uh, and it should be pointed out that we're separate uh, CSO data yesterday pointing towards buoyant growth globally and continued growth in ICT jobs in Ireland. So uh, this is one, let's be careful out there, but it's still, you know, a generally good news story in terms of tax revenues. It's the kind of political and macroeconomic uh, kind of warning that a parent might give their uh, teenage son who's now allowed to go out drinking. Say, now, of course, be responsible when you're out there, but enjoy yourself at the same time. It's, I mean, it's it's probably very wise to temper people's expectations ahead of the budget because people have that impression in nearly all sectors of the economy uh, that there's cash for everything. Well, there probably is cash for everything at the moment, providing we don't make it permanent. Uh, and there is cash, you know, to to actually handle the cost of living crisis, to make more investment into infrastructure. But we have to be careful about how we do it. Now, the economist father would probably say to the 
the the son or daughter don't go out there you know if if you listen to some of the commentary it's as though things are really tough and we have to be really careful around the budget we do have to be careful but that's not the same thing as saying we shouldn't spend this money wisely and again you know young people need to go out in the world Let the off Irish of the steam. economy needs <laughs> investment and we do need also support for consumers who are facing you know quite a lot of strains with the cost of living especially first time buyers uh, Rory Fleming in the Irish Times has a story about first time buyers yeah another two-handed economist story uh, on the know, one the hand good on news the other is uh, you know in the past in the 12 months to July we have record number of first time buyers uh, being approved for mortgages uh, 29,754. You, you know, again, the popular legend is that nobody can get a house at the moment. Nobody is actually looking for a house anymore because they've given up. But there are 30,000 uh, first-time buyers approved in the year to July, uh, 8.4 billion worth of approval. So that's the good uh, the good news element of this. Uh, the, the other side of that is that in the month of July itself, just in the last in July, uh, the volume of lending was down, or approvals was down, not 0.4 percent month on month, but a chunkier 9.7 percent uh, down year on year. So there are fewer uh, first-time buyers being approved at the minute than there were 12 months ago, and that reflects probably the impact of interest rate increases uh, on affordability, the cost of living on affordability. Uh, and also probably uh, the supply issue still being quite strained. So it's a good news, bad news story. It has been very good over the last while. These buyers are still probably looking for houses at the moment, but the the flow there has probably slowed for very understandable reasons. Yes, it is really fascinating how first-time buyers now account for the bulk of the mortgage market. It certainly wasn't the case uh, a few years ago, but it is now. Let's move on to Paul O'Donoghue in the Irish Independent, who has a story about the construction sector. Yeah, and yet again... (laughs) If you're an optimist, listen to the first part of this, but uh, because it shows that tender prices uh, for, cons- for commercial construction have eased back in the last six months to 2.4% rate of increase uh, against 3.7%. So there has been some softening in what's been an extraordinary rate of increase uh, in construction prices. And if you're the pessimistic and prefer the bad side of these sorts of stories, the same same report also uh, suggests that in the last year, an increase of 14% is the highest in the 25 years that the uh, RSCI have been doing this data. Uh, the, the report interestingly refers to the idea how this cost spike is adding to the problems around large investment projects such as the Children's Hospital. And there is an element there where we berate ourselves for all the problems we face in terms of the cost of these major products. But there's also a sense that we have to, in circumstances where global construction costs are going up dramatically, we have to suck it up. And it is important that we get things like the Children's Hospital built quickly and delivering a service that's badly needed. Yes. Now, let's move on to uh, um, a little treat that I have for myself every now and then. I love a Subway sandwich every now and then. But they've been sold. 
This is a, a great story in terms of, uh, you know, keep on going and there is a crock of gold at the end. Uh, they've been sold. The company has been owned by the, the original founding families, two, two friends, since 1965. And Fred DeLuca and Peter Buck. Yeah, uh, friends of yours, but maybe not. I, w- I wish they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but in that way, the company started in 1965. Uh, in 1974, it, it had uh, 65 restaurants. Uh, it now has 37,000, and it's been sold uh, to an investment fund in the U.S. for $9.5 billion. Mm. Apparently, it's gone through uh, a, quite a, a bit of uh, research structuring over the last while. They've actually cut back a number of, of stores, but it is programmed for growth. They're talking about maybe adding another 20,000 uh, units uh, globally. I think there's something like 130 units in Ireland. So you may see more subway signs coming up in, in the years ahead. It doesn't bother me. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the um, the BLT, the BMT. I think it's called rather than the BLT, which is going to loads of Italian salami. My heart probably hates it, but my tongue absolutely loves it. Um, Austin, thank you so much for your time this morning. That is the independent economist Austin Hughes.